I brought like blue white flicker fest with uh, six thalias, three spirit of the labyrinth, three displacers, four spell coilers, uh, four <laughs> caverns, two clicks, uh, plows, baby jaces, and reflector mages. Which turns out with that flicker guy is like dumb as balls and is basically a hard lock in every format, including Legacy. Additionally, uh, Spell Queller is insane. And then even more fun is uh, watching Visions tick down while I have Mother of Runes out and meddling maging Ancestral Visions and having Humphreys just take Ancestral Visions and he just might as well shove it in his actual anus as it stays in exile forever and he cannot cast it. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, spell queller to chalice, and then I realized, oh, that's awesome. Even if you kill my spell queller, you just get a shitty chalice on zero. Ah, that was fantastic. I 2-0 took the win dropped. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sean O'Brien. Welcome to a new episode of Tusk Talk. I hate everyone, including the internet, but you're listening to this, so I appreciate that. And today we also have Alpha Strike, Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike. Also known as Brian Plattenberg of Team Tusk as well. Brian. Hey guys, how's it going? We're doing really good today. And today we also have on Zach, also known as... I mean, I wasn't going to interrupt you there. Um, that is about the correct number of E's in the word deed. So, hello out there on the internet. Thanks for listening. You may end up getting the Sully shirt, too, depending on what uh, comes out of this box. We just got <laughs> new shirts in. I've got to give you money for those, whatever. But, uh, I mean, I'll wear the Sully shirt. I'm, I'm fine with that. This place used to be good for hunting Slash. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I'll bring yeah, I'll bring Do I even have one in this patch? I don't remember. Yeah, you do. You do. I just, I like, some people didn't respond, so I just ordered random names on random sizes. So, Whatever. But I'll bring the shirts for people who might show up to this Saturday thing to to vintage, or to Legacy tomorrow. Awesome. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. I'm going to miss both that and the Saturday thing, but I should be at Legacy and Vintage next week. Today's episode, we're going to go over Conspiracy 2, some of the spoilers. I think about 50-plus cards have been released so far. And we're going to move into Ninjas a little further on. And we might move into some Gen Con as well. Because we had some great successes. Um, I mean, Zach had a lot of success with alcohol, so that must count for something. I, I, I did emerge victorious over uh, 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 a good number of spiritist beverages there, but that was about it as far as, as victory. That's a big part of the point of Gen Con, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We can also talk about victories in the food arena. I mean, you ate some good food, so... Yes, yes, and you yeah. missed out, I think, on Kuma's Corner, which was just the, the heavy metal derp with 8% uh, malt liquor on tap. Yeah, but you missed out on eating the slab bacon appetizer twice, whereas I went to Harry and Izzy's twice. That bacon is real good. I have a certain point. It was too small for the amount of money that it would have cost me. So I'm, I want to try it, but at the same time, like, eh. We'll buy you one next year. I accept. All right, so we'll jump into some conspiracy theories. Conspiracy, conspiracy theories. theories. So we're going to jump into Conspiracy 2, uh, recently released. We have 50-plus spoilers. The reprints that we saw were 
Inquisition of Kozilek and Burning Wish so far? So far? So, 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 so far? Was that a cost thing? I haven't kept up with this. Inquisition company. was definitely a cost thing. It was like a $40 yeah. uncommon or some crazy thing. Got it. Right. Okay. I think I unloaded mine for 15 apiece to one vendor at some point, and that's just, like, they, they need that to exist for modern. Like, when that starts competing with Thoughtseize prices, it's insane. I, I guess on the subject, I mean, is there any world in which you play... The only deck I can think of, as far as internet decks go, in Legacy where you want to play that card is Pox. It's pretty much you're pretty much always going to play Thought Seize, I think, in Legacy. Is there any compelling reason to play Inquisition? Uh, uh, if you want to fit Thought Seize in something? Right, right. Okay. And even then you're probably I mean there's duress, there's Cabal. Yeah. I mean yeah. if you're not playing dudes that are conducive to sacrificing, you're probably not going to run therapy. And then, I mean, if you're if you're going into a metagame with a certain amount of creatures you're trying to yank, then, I mean, you basically have to use Inquisition unless you're going to try to use Ostracize or some garbage like that. Ostracize is fucking sick. You know what's even sicker is um, the encroach. one that... Yeah, fucking Encroach. Of the non-basic land? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had so many dreams about encroaching a bazaar of Baghdad out of some... Dredge Chimp's hand, and then have him having actual nothing to do because he can't even go and like draw and like go to discard. Like his deck just doesn't function. Inquisition of Kozilek is played in Meritocracy. The the extra turbo deaths uh, with the maps and the end of the north stuff. Okay, I think dress is just fine. Yeah, and the presumption there is that you don't care as much about things that cost. Four, because you'll have sink hold them and smallpox them to oblivion, and thus it would be unlikely they'd be able to cast things that cost four, at least in Legacy. Yeah, I mean, Force yeah. of Will is the only thing that's even close, and you're fine with them forcing you if you're casting him and sink holds and everything. You're just, you don't care about Force. So. And then Burning Wish, uh, is it at least the original art? Let me look here. They it is the original art. The new, new shitty art. Okay. That's but it's not like Burning Wish is expensive. It's like a 10 or $12 card. So I kind of wonder if they're printing the whole cycle. Oh, yeah. Okay. We haven't seen a Cunning Wish reprint, right? Or a Living Wish? Those are never reprinted, I don't think. Uh, I think there's a promo Cunning Wish. Is, is the text fixed? Uh, you remember that crappy Eldrazi? No. We thought, no okay. It's still the same. Unfortunately, okay. you can't get exiled things. All right, fair enough. Can somebody tell me what is going on in Inquisition of Kozilek, the new art? No, I have no idea. Like, uh, is that two yeah, vampires? Like some kind of crazy cannibalism, or I, I assume it seems it seems to be some sort of like anime vampire porn. I don't really know what that has to do with spaghetti monsters from another dimension. I mean, it looks like he has like illuminating globe as a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the vampire on the right, I can't make out. It's he's just like sucking its forehead. Yeah, I mean, I I get the dude on the left. But yeah. On the right, like a light bulb head. Like I don't. Maybe it's supposed to be a fourth wall break. Like the the vampire is is, is reaching and is literally erasing the existence of the other one to the point that they're erasing them from the art of the card. He's just so cluttered, too, like that spike that he's jabbing into her. It's just, and then, like, the Eldrazi symbol. Just, like, throw all the shit they can into this thing. There's, there's way too much going on for, like, a, a two-inch piece of art. It's like a Control-C, Control-V from, like, three different Zendikar sets just all <laughs> fucking pasted onto one shitbox Photoshop art and uh, vampire porn and, and then throw... 
Hey, oh, it's a rare. Okay, I was going to say it has a uh, hologram on it, but it's a rare now. I mean, all fucking bets were off when they made duress like some shitty dragon with a magic eight ball in its mouth in cons. You know what I mean? Like, it, like it has nothing to do with the fucking car. It's just like, it's such a dragon. It's a dragon with an eight ball in its mouth. <laughs> You're dead on there. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into the fake Juzom. Oh, um, fake Juzom, yeah. I love it. Human of Peliano. Ah, it's a fake Ajuzam. <laughs> it's a fake Ajuzam, a Paliano. I sell you a uh, Reback to CE. Let me see your hands. You want it for me. <laughs> I have to say, like, I know this card is terrible because I love this card. This, like, even the art is not terrible considering all new CG nonsense because, like, it's really clear what we're looking at in it for the most part. Yeah. And, you know, it has it has what appeals to everyone who played in 1996, which is power greater than converted mana cost and also evasion. Like, that's insane in yeah. uh, 20 years ago magic. Yeah, you can ignore 90% of the text box. It's just a 5-4 flyer for 4. Yep. But, you know, we yes. live in the age of Gurmag Angler, so... Eh. So, I mean, we should probably discuss why Juzom is better than this card. Art. Value. Art, value, history. Uh, also, and pressure. You know, pressure is a key point where, you know, you're losing one life each turn. So you really have to get into the game, right? Uh, Jazam blocks Thought Knot. Yeah, we, yeah, we brought yeah. that up earlier. Yeah, so yeah. that's uh, another key component to why Jazam is just strictly better. Um, so where does <laughs> uh, this card fit into Legacy? I don't think it does. Uh, MC will play it. MC will play it. I'm um, pretty sure we already got. It. Didn't we get a six six demon for this same cost? That was a standard like. There's several of them. Yeah, there's abyssal persecutor and desecration demon at least that are both six sixes with various abilities. What about the demon lord of Astamouth? How big is he? I, I, he was in some other set. I don't know. I don't remember. He costs a lot. Demon lord of Astamouth, four mana or same cost. Jazam, yeah. flying five four with undying. When it enters the battlefield, exile it unless you sack another creature. Another okay. creature. Another creature. Okay, all right. It comes back, but you have to sack some other guy on the way in. I think yeah, that's kind of a wash. Yeah, you're playing black, though, so you just sack a, some piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, those never got played. What would be the advantages of this card over Tombstalker, Desecration Demon, Persecutor? Stone, uh, stone nothing. It, I think... The the obvious one over Tombstalker is having to have cards in your graveyard, which yeah, you know, if they have Death Rite or Scavengers or whatever, then you won't have the mana to dredge. Same way, same way, this is better than Gurmag Angler, but it's still kind of a corner case. Like I think it's not going to be super common that you'll have four mana, you know, and be able to cast this thing and not be far enough into the game that you'd have the ability to just you know cast a Tombstalker for two or three. There's also that like obese demon with like little tiny wings that came out recently. It's like Master of the Feast. Yeah, that dude. Uh, he Phyrexian Arena is your opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five five for three. Yeah. If you didn't cause black black, yeah. If you're on a deck that's already playing Chains of Mephistopheles, then it's pretty good. I just pasted another demon that's the same cost. That's also better than the Italian demon of Olive Garden. It's called Mind Rack Demon, and it's bad, but it's better than this guy. The, the that's the that's the charm of Arch Demon of of the Tour of Italy is like. 
there are no there are no requirements or limitations. It's a very simple card. There's no none of the things that you normally get with demons. You know, it's just five four flies four mana. All right. Well, let's ask the important question then: Is conspiracy being printed in Italian? No. Ooh. I believe well, no. It's only English, Chinese, Japanese, like the other one. Oh, okay. All right. Which is well, unfortunate. That, that rules him out because if he gets some Italian <laughs> ones, then I would consider playing him. Anyway, sorry, Italian listeners. You all cheat at magic. You never pay for spheres. Brutal. Shots fired. America. So, next card that we have selected for our listeners' pleasure is... Kaya, Ghost Assassin. Why don't you take this one, Brian, because I'm just going to say bad negative things about it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those that haven't seen it, uh, Planeswalker for two white-black comes in with five loyalty, zero exile Kaya, Ghost Assassin, or up to one target creature. Return to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. You lose two life. So, deals with other creatures and resets itself because there's no off loyalty abilities at all. Uh, minus one, each opponent loses two. You gain two. Minus two, each opponent discards a card. You draw a card. It's an interesting card. Uh, the, the barrier on a four mana planeswalker is pretty high. I think if this was three, it'd be good to go. It might still be. I think it's close. Yeah, it's a Planeswalker that draws cards that's not named Jace. I mean, just for four mana, you really have to have something that you're piecing this together with. I feel like, you know, like, you're not, there's no ultimate to go for. It's kind of like grinding them out, but I think it's just like, I don't see what deck would play want to play this right now. I mean, I guess Explorer Rock or Dead Guy, I mean, there's... I think its biggest problem is, and this is a bar for all Planeswalkers, it cannot protect itself really in any meaningful way. Yeah. I don't know. I think this uh, this is tough. I mean, the comparisons are pretty obvious. There's two Sorens that both make tokens, both protect themselves, and both have, like, a more meaning... Like, the minus one here is basically awful. So... I th- right. I think it, that's almost completely irrelevant. Yeah. It's nice that it doesn't target, but, like, it, the amount just isn't enough. And, like... The Sorens, I believe, both protect themselves, and I think the Sorens also have text. Their ultimates have text, right? One is the Abyss for opponents, and then one is like... You destroy three creatures or planeswalkers that oh, yeah. play under your control, which is yeah. solid. So there's some threatening, you know... If, if you're just doing nothing with the Sorens, eventually they will gain a lot of text. Like, what's the... So, minus two... All right, so on a blank... Bi- all right, let's put put this on a blank battlefield. You just cast it. Your opponent has no dudes. You're going to... The default is you just minus two, right? Clearly? I think, I think in most cases, unless you're, like, low on life for some reason, I think most of the time you're going to go minus two, minus two, and then you're going to blink her to reset and keep going. And, like, you can get some value out of it, but that's not that great for four mana. In two turns. Yeah. But two you know, two turns of use, you know, it's just... It feels really slow to me. Yeah. Is like, are your own guys with the zero? It has to, like, combo and have, like, some great synergy with something. You have to find pieces that work with her abilities to make her really... Yeah, so what What three drop? So you're going to play some three casting cost creature that's a quote-unquote value creature, like a reflector mage or a uh, kitchen fink or a... Fucking, fucking uh, Manic Vandal or some, I mean, a fucking Fleshbag Marauder, and then wheel into this, and that, is that, is that any better than just 
playing Elspeth and jumping it, or like playing Soren, and one of the Sorens gives all, gives you a fast emblem, right? And then the, right. the other one, like I know the other one beats burn cold. Like the plus one is all your dudes get plus one, and then you they all gain lifelink or something. Right. Yeah. The new one, the old one can just make an emblem right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think the case with this one is like not even trying to get to it on turn four. It's like, if you're playing it in Explorer Rock, like, you you get a Thought Seizure and Abrupt Decay off, and then go Eternal Witness, and then use this thing to blink Eternal Witness, maybe. Like, that's the closest it I can think of. It just seems so slow. Yeah. Yeah, this card is a piece of shit. Yeah, I think it's uh, an F for our Italian friend, an F for our assassin that does not kill. You know what I do oh, like God. in Veteran Explorer decks, though, if you're going to play Planeswalkers in Junk Explorer, is the big Soren, the black-white 4-1. That guy in, in Explorer Rock is a motherfucker. Is a motherfucker. Because he can defend himself, and his ultimate is very relevant, and he looks like Darth Vader. What about the... Uh, have you played the 7-mana the Garrick in that deck at all? I one time opened a pack at Gen Con of... M whatever he was in, and ripped the entire pack in half and made a standard uh, player cry because that was Yeah, I do pack. remember that. <laughs> that card was in the pack, and at the time, it was like the most sought-after mythic or whatever, and I destroyed one in front of his eyes and scarred yeah, him forever. I think if you're playing a seven-mana planeswalker, you should just play five. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, it's got a couple of reasonable abilities, but I'm only just now trying to build the Explorer deck, so, you know, I'm sure two months from now I'll be complaining about how terrible the deck is. Well, I think you're, like, you're constrained. You don't want to overlap Planeswalkers because you don't have the Brain of Storms, so Mm -hmm. you can't put, like, extras back, and you almost always want Relentless. If you're going to, like, pick two Garouks or something, like, a Mm -hmm. Garouk Relentless is really good in Explorer Rock. Because he's a sack outlet for your fucking explorers. He's can actually kill a Delver. He's when he flips, he's what vampiric tutor for uh, a dude. Uh, I've been I've been trying out Primal Hunter in it since occasionally it's just a five mana sorcery to draw six cards. Sorry, that has nothing to do with conspiracy. I got off on the uh, the, the the Garrett train there. You can play the Oath of Nissa in that deck, which is sweet. So you play like Oath of Nissa, and you give yourself like a poor man's ponder, and then. Later in the game, you have all these basics, but if you have a random Oath of Nyssa that survived the deed activation, you can... You have, like, rainbow lands for all these fucking retarded planeswalkers. Deed. Uh, here, I'll introduce the next guy, because I want to have sex with it. Chalice oh. Man. Um, this is... Chalice and Meddling Mage's child. Chalice and Meddling Mage had a child, and they produced the Antichrist, and its name is Sanctum Prelate. It is one white-white... Creature, human, job, cleric. As Sanctum Prelate enters the battlefield, choose a number. Non-creature spells. Echo, non-creature spells. Echo, non-creature spells. With converted mana cost equal to the chosen number. Can't be cast. And then even better, the flavor text is, These halls are sacred. You will be silent. Silence! Silence! This card is so sick. This is so brutal. I mean, it just... It, it's so awesome because it just brutal. It's like, it is Chalice of the Void, but better beca- in some respects because they can't even cast the spells, so you lock their hand. They can't make tokens. They can't uh, try to get you or anything like that. It's as it enters the battlefield, so if you have a vial on three 
and you just vile, it just happens, and your opponent is stranded. It gets around abrupt decay. It gets around a supreme verdict, I guess. So if you want to put on four, you know, any of the things that normally fight through stuff, just don't even care. Like you Can you name negative one? I don't know what the rules are in naming numbers in Magic. <laughs> oh. I know you have to name it. An, an integer. I don't know if it has to be a positive <laughs> integer. Uh, uh, this thing's insane. Like, it's going to be very hard to make a white hate deck and not play this card. I feel like the only bad part about this card is literally that it is going to always consume four slots in any white deck I play for the rest of my life. That's kind of what I don't like about it. Uh, I'm going to do the thing where it's obviously a just phenomenal, ridiculous card, but it's like why would you ever play anything else? I, I I don't always like when cards get printed that are just that much better than everything. Plus, I lose to death and taxes all the time anyway, so this is just another dagger in the eye. That's a good question. Does death and taxes want this guy? Yeah. There's so many cards now at three. Like yeah, but I don't think you're playing more than one or two. Well, with yeah. Man, you don't have to. We'll get to that later, of course. But my point is, there's a log jam right now, of, yeah. like, insane white things at three. I mean, New Thalia, for example, having just played her tonight, is, like, just so f- hopelessly insane. True. I mean, I single-handedly, it, she just destroyed Shardless Bug. It just it didn't matter what he did. He just never... I mean, he was just a fisting. And, like, so how many threes can you reasonably fit in a deck that wants to play four Flicker Wisps? You know what I mean? And some number of this New Thalia, and... Maybe, like, Mirren Crusader... I mean, is Mirren Crusader just dead? At the end of the day, his combat body is actually... I mean, that's really his weak point, right? Is he's actually just Grey Ogre. You're in a position where you're cutting off potentially some... some spells in their hand, but he is not impressive in combat. We'd all agree. I think it doesn't matter as much with a deck like Death and Taxes, because you're... A lot of the goal of the deck is to keep your opponent from being able to do anything anyway. So, like, if they can't do anything about your 2-2, you're still going to beat them. You know, or if you strap weapons on it or whatever. And then, if you have a mother out, this card just becomes even more brutal. We discussed this through email, but it seems like the only way to deal with this thing is engineered explosives. Or one of the best ways to deal with this thing is engineered explosives. Oh, you can play um, Bonfire. Uh, the, the bad miracle? Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah the, the, the flame wave miracle thing. And hope. You could disintegrate this thing. I think they just mom and protect it. I think any way that's not explosive, we are paying X. You're getting a horrible deal. Is there a split-second fireball? I don't, I don't think so. believe so. No. Sorry, I thought so. Yeah, Molten Disaster has the... It's the Earthquake one that you can pay an extra red to give it split-second. I can't wait for the first idiot to, you know, have somebody activate a vial on three, and they put this thing into play, and then the person, like, puts an abrupt decay underneath it, as they name two, in this tiny space of of time that doesn't exist in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I think one of the interesting things is from Conspiracy 1 is they're, seems like they're pushing a little bit more strength into cards that are heavier costed, like double white, you know, more difficulty of casting them. And I think it's a great arena for design for them to make stronger cards for eternal formats where, you know, something that is blue, 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 or green, 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 these cards that wouldn't be flashable it offers more and more powerful cards going in that direction. I would imagine versus like a two colorless and one colorless. Well, it keeps blue from just immediately corralling all the fucking best cards if you actually make them double color, you know? Right. Yep. I agree with that. I think 
that way you don't just have the, you know, what cards are the best cards to splash into your Delver or Stoneblade or whatever deck that you already have. Right. It won't just be everyone playing good stuff versus good stuff. So I had an old uh, four-color human deck that was, like, everything but blue? I can't even, Maybe it was even five-color legacy human deck that was playing, like, Ophiomancer and getting Greg frustrated when he was drunk. And, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking there's a deck that is something like 22 lands, four Aether Vials, and 30-whatever creatures. I mean, just... 34 creatures, 4 Aether Vials, and 22 lands. And and you just lay the fucking wood with, like, this guy, all the fucking new Thalias that are just brutal. Your creature removal, I mean, you have to use a bunch of dudes to, to remove other creatures. Like, we're going to get into this demonic, this white tutor in a minute, but, like, Shriek Maws, Fiend Hunters, Reflector Mages... And just like literally, just have no no non-creature spells except Aether Vials, and then this thing really doesn't hurt you at all. Assuming you you are the food court champion, and you just have Aether Vial on turn one every single turn of every game you ever play with Death and Taxes for your entire life. I think you're right. I think there's definitely space for that. Four meddling mages. Oh, I love meddling mage. I mean, there's just so many good humans now. It's yeah. just absolutely an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Well, if you have four of these and four meddling mages, I'm tempted to try to jam Cadaxian Probe in there. Honestly, and just shrink your deck, and you you just look at their hand and name whatever's in their hand, either the number or the card or yeah yeah yeah. I would want to minimize the number of of one non creatures in my deck because I think by default you're gonna name one a fuck of a lot of time because the majority of the removal and legacy is centered around one. Right, dude. For vintage, this thing is insane. What what do you what do you think the default is if you're just blessed by Jesus to have Lotus this cavern even better like it's still zero right I mean it's still a chalice I don't know I mean, it, yeah. have we gotten to the point <laughs> I just one? think I think it might be a one or if you're if you're going in completely blind I think it's probably fifty fifty yeah um, I, I wouldn't name any higher than that I mean granted there are going to be some times when you know, you know your opponent. You know, like say your opponent leads on Forbidden Orchard and you just windmill this man at two. Yeah, yeah. Laugh. Yeah, but if you're on the play, like here's my feeling, like Shops is so fucking terrible now that the white deck is just better. And then this thing almost has no text against the Eldrazi decks anyway, so you might as well windmill it on one because it's Herloon Minotaur against them anyway, because they have a billion creatures. So I think I would probably... I don't know. I mean, we'll get to this later in deck identification versus player appearance, but assuming my opponent didn't look like an actual living piece of sausage and I would put him on shops, then <laughs> I would probably windmill this on one. One of the great strengths of this card, too, is you're able to see their hand for some reason or if you have, like, a chalice in hand and you can just drop your chalice and then use chalice man to fight off what's going to disrupt your original chalice. Yeah, yeah. It does work very well with chalice, which is to sick. protect, you know, like you can just use him as a protection like engine towards whatever you're doing. Not even so much, I guess the question suppose like, are you aiming towards stopping what's going to kill you, or are you going to use him to protect your combo or your win condition? So he gives you, like, a ni- really nice options there, like as a utility creature. I mean, with Legacy so densely focused around one and two, he just seems she it. He just seems so brutal, you know. It, I mean, it, it's bad against 
Drazi, it's bad. I mean, even against El Drazi, like naming four actually isn't the worst thing. Yeah, well, I, I can't. Mean, oh, no, you, oh, you, you can't. Never mind. Never mind. This, this card has no text again. El Drazi. Yeah. It would stop tendrils, natural order. I mean, what is this? What is this bad against? <laughs> Let's back up. What is this bad against in Legacy as far as the internet decks go? Pretty bad yeah. against Eldrazi. Anybody that's just a, a pile of creatures. I mean, I think elves probably. I mean, you can shut off glimpse with it, but they can still do tricks with visionary and stuff. It's not great against Merfolk. I don't think it's yeah. great against Death Taxes. Bad against Jun. Yeah. Uh, I might, I might like to put it on two against Jund. So you stop punishing fire, assuming they're playing that version, and you stop decay. That's not terrible. We could still get rid of them though if you don't have. Like, they can just lily it away. Yeah, but he's probably worth keeping. Like, the other thing that you bring up, Jund, he's he's pretty good against lands. Like, oh. this on two against lands is fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's time to cabal pit, mother, like, barbarian ring motherfuckers. <laughs> Seriously, like, there's going to be some creature removal stuff people are going to start to play if they're just continuously getting fisted by this guy. You know, all these shitty uh, shriek maws and... What's the old yeah, just weird costed stuff. So dismember, snuff out. The old one with Echo, Bone Shredder. Oh, I love that man. <laughs> spinning Darkness. Oh, you play, no! You just, if you you play Necrotal, not Bone Shredder. I mean, you play Necrotal, so you know even you kill one, they play another one. You can still just swing through it. I mean, unless they have mob. Yeah, that's true. Nobody knows Necrotal has first strike. Deluge. Yeah, deluge. Yeah, so you'll you'll either play weird costs or you really diversify your cost. So you're some ape playing some ape bug deck, and so you like play like one snuff out, one dismember, one vendetta, one disfigure. You know, like run up and down the curve so that you don't get totally blown out by this guy. Yeah, you gotta play a gaze of granite. You can always go over whatever number they. Oh have. yeah, forgot about gaze of granite. Forgot about Dre. Yeah. Didn't you vow to play that card like two years ago, and then you kept complaining that it cost like a dollar, and then I sent you links for like a hundred of them for fifty cents in Russian? No, never... no I bought a bu- I bought a bunch of Russian ones. I've played it occasionally, but it's pretty bad. I mean, granted, I'm building the Explorer deck, so if there's ever a time to play it, it's probably there. Hey, this thing with Gaddick Teague is about as close to the lock as you can possibly fucking get. True. Yeah, I mean, T. I mean, Gaddick Teague. Um, if you're trying for engineered explosives to get rid of it, then like Revoker or Meddling Mage also will, you know, well, Meddling Mage solves everything. But like this on one and Gaddick Teague is a fucking nightmare for miracles. Yeah, it's cancels judgment, judgment or plus pretty much, or like hope they make a stupid attack and you can just get them. Yeah, I think I think the rule is you never attack with any of these fucks. <laughs> Actually, that may not be true. I've seen a lot of people playing Kozilek's Return as the sideboard sweeper miracles now. Uh, oh, it's yeah. It's an instant, and it gets around mom. Yeah, that's true. So this thing's this thing's going to change the format. Hey, so if you flicker this with a flicker wisp, you get to reset the number, or like an Eldrazi Displacer. Yep. Yep. Nice. Hey, Hey, your miracle trigger on the stack. I'm gonna flicker this guy and say six. Why don't you just die in a fire? So, so that gives you conceivably twelve things you can violin between like meddling mage, Teague, or whatever this thing is, sanctum prelate, that that's, you can do in response to. In that, response that's what I'm to saying. Permanent miracle trigger. <laughs> yeah, like just thirty-four <laughs> dudes and four vials. That's my new deck. All dudes, all the time. Well, the problem is you're going to draw the wrong dudes at the wrong time and lose over, like, six rounds. Yeah, but there's a dude... Isn't there a dude who lets you look at other dudes on top of your library? What's his name? Uh, Duskwatch Recruiter? He's like an impulse on a dude that also flips into a 
opposite. Speed. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a, there's a, a uh, slow, but yeah. There's a recruiter for them too, or not recruiter? Uh, oh yeah, we're gonna get into the recruiter anyway. He'll help smooth that. Like he's yeah. always the right, he's always the right dude, right? Well, I mean the apoc the apocalypse ones, like the the ringleader rather, not recruiter. Uh, but you can play the human ringleader. Uh, uh, Brass that Harold. Soldier, that may be a soldier ringleader. Yeah, he's a soldier. It's a uh, soldier. Yeah. They're all class. Well, come on, dude. If there was a human ringleader, would I have not just played <laughs> fucking thing into the ground over the last couple of years? Yeah, you would have. I mean, it still lose a deed and then beat everything else. I mean, if they no. made a Hydra ringleader, I would play it. <laughs> I'm certainly the only one on this call that has played all the ringleaders. In Sanctioned, in Sanctioned Legacy, I am the only one currently on this call that has played all of the ringleaders. I'm the only one that's played Tim.deck. <laughs> I have played Vile Zombies with four um, Grave Defilers. I have played Merfolk with no Force of Will and four ringleaders. I have played soldiers many times. I'm most recently getting fisted by Amon from Cairo, who can't do combat math, but doesn't matter because he has true name nemesis, uh, playing red-white soldiers. And then what's the last one? Oh, actual goblin ringleader. I've played that. I've even played Brass Herald. Well, there, there's the elf one, and there's a beast oh, one, too. I've played the shit out of the elf one. Yeah, I have green sun for that thing in Legacy before. That thing is sick. Wait, there's a beast one? Get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, there's like a giant one from Onslaught. Alright, well I'm lying then. I don't I haven't played the beast for a ringleader. God, how did Slivers not get a fucking ringleader? What a shaft. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Slivers need some serious love, man. Oh, we're ready. God, that would put Slivers so over the top. Well, let's see how many things say reveal the top four cards of your library. Brass Herald, Enlistment Officer, Goblin Ringleader, Grave Holy fuck, you're not lying. Kavu Howler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm lying. I played the original cycle. I, oh no, this is Apocalypse too. Wait a minute. Where did they print the green one? Plane shift? Yeah, I think so. No. So Apocalypse got two ringleaders in green. How did I not ever know about this? Well, this one specifically is for all Kavu cards revealed this way. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. It's not Beast. I mean, Kavus yeah. are yeah. If you're Matt Webster, you'll reveal four flame tongue Kavus and put them in your hand and then laugh at your opponent. Well, I have something else to add to my MKM card. It's four, four Brulander Cavoos. <laughs> uh, man, I love ringleaders. Somebody take this next one. Uh, are, we done, are we done with Chalice Man? I, I think so. Okay. All right, well, uh, the next one is Duretti, Ingenious Iconoclast. I have my tab where I have him open here. He is uh, one black-red... Loyalty of three, plus one, put a one-one colorless construct artifact creature token with defender on the battlefield. Minus one, you may sacrifice an artifact. If you do, destroy target artifact or creature, or my favorite here. Minus six, choose target artifact in a graveyard or an artifact on the battlefield. Uh, put three tokens that are copies of it <laughs> onto the battlefield. <laughs> this card is goofy, but man, it's the kind of goofy that I like. Man, the first time you copy three smokestacks or three sphere of resistances with this thing, you're literally going to have to change your underwear. <laughs> no, what I want to do is my my goal with this is to copy a precursor golem, <laughs> like precursor golem or mere battle. You're thinking you're about copying mind slavers, but no, 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 no. Quick, no, no good cards. I don't want to do good cards. I want to yeah, copy precursor golem gives you 27 power worth of golems. <laughs> <laughs> you can copy three duplicates. Oof. 
You can copy three worm coil engines, three sundering titans. Is there? There'll never be enough lands on the battlefield to annihilate. <laughs> oh man, what else we got? Um, spine. You copy spine of. <laughs> oh yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. So this thing is in. I think this thing's fucking insane. This is also the first way for like a Tezzeret deck to rely. What's I was playing Coligan's command, but like to really reliably get rid of Null Rod too. Uh, it can defend itself, which is amazing. So it can defend itself and get out of bolt range. It the only thing that this is not is this is not a discard outlet like Big Duretti is. He still has some synergy with uh, Welder, obviously, because you can chuck you know an artifact. If you got one that has a you know comes into play trigger, you can minus it, destroy their guy, weld whatever it is back in. You know, so you get some cool tricks that way if you don't just sack a golem or sack a construct rather. Brian, you were playing with a bunch of Wellsprings and the other Duretti. Wellsprings seem pretty good with this guy. Yeah, Wellsprings with this guy are insane. He can always... No, you need a target artifact or a creature. You might, so you can't just blind uh, stack I things together. I think the way it's worded, because the sacrifice isn't a cost, you could always just target the same Wellspring you're sacrificing. Oh, that's fucking sweet. <laughs> Which is not great. And that, that it also awesome. makes one ones. Which would trigger Doctor Sword, if that matters, or trigger Sword of the Knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they have Defender, but it's still just being able to defend himself is pretty sweet, and their artifacts, which is also pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's now, uh, isn't there an artifact creature lord now too? That's uh, Chief of the Foundry. He's a construct also. Oh, wait, he's he's all artifact creatures. What if there's some aggro? Could this be in, like, an affinity deck? I mean, since the thing has Defender, I think you'd be kind of hard-pressed. Oh, yeah, that's true. Fair enough. The old shitty affinity decks played Tezzeret and, uh, at four. I wonder if this thing's worth looking at. Or at least Affinity's just ba- a bad version of Infect anyway. There's no point in playing that deck in Legacy. I'm trying to think of what is the... Uh, Steel Overseer puts counters on all... Uh, the artifact uh, control. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, dude. Fuck okay. you. Okay, now are we back in business? Yep. Okay. Okay, so we're just starting over on Dreddy. Get your own bag! You know, he kind of looks like Quato. That's <laughs> true. He's now officially Quato. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to reiterate what I said, uh, have said about this since I read the text on it, which is I want to use it with the card Precursor Golem. Can't, you can't beat Lightning Bolt, but like have anger in the yard and make any reasonable you know, artifact man, a Golem or Steel Hellkite or... Scuttling you know, Doom Engine. Yeah, scu- yeah, Scuttling Doom Engine. You would just kill them all immediately. Like, what are they going to do, grudge all your Doom Engines and just six themselves for yeah. the I'm actually glad this got fucked and we had to re-record it because we completely forgot about Scotland Doom Engine on the last one. And this thing oh, not only... Oh, we would have gotten there. <laughs> I mean, you can sack your existing Scotland Doom Engine to six them in the face and then terror their man and then get back three Scotland Doom Engines. Well, you can destroy target artifact yeah. or creature. So if you have two Scotland Yeah, you Doom can destroy Engine, null rods. If you, <laughs> if you have two Scotland Doom Engines, you can 12 them. Or minus, or minus six and make three more Scotland Doom Engines. I love Scotland Doom Agent. I love Scotland Doom Agent. I love Scotland Doom Agent. <laughs> yeah, so what else did we say? We said this guy is really good with Wellsprings, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. He can defend himself, and then his plus... 
He's the he's he has the double bonus of he defends himself with a dude and he gets to four loyalty, meaning no bolt. Right. Plus you can minus right. one to uh, get rid of a null rod if you need to, you know, use your artifacts. What did Old Doretti right. go to? He went to five on his plus two? He's three to five. Yeah, right? he's three to five. Is this this guy, I mean, he's one cheaper than, I think other Doretti is highly underplayed. I think it's actually a really good magic card. Probably doesn't see enough play because it's blocked on the internet, but the this guy is one cheaper. It would obviously preclude you from playing the other Doretti. I never played the other Doretti in Tesserator. I played Dak Faden because I wanted something to do at three. I feel like this guy, you could make the argument that this guy in Tesserator, it's Tesserator Splashing Red, of course, is maybe better than Dak Faden, at least in Legacy, where Dak Faden's impact is more filtering, less stealing stuff. Yeah, I think I think in Vintage, yeah. The, Definitely uh, seems Faden, like definitely. it. Y'all talking about Grixis? Y'all talking about Grixis? Yeah, well, we're talking about Grixis Tesserator. What y'all talking about Grixis for? We're, we're all here talking about Grixis. Wasn't, wasn't there a point in time when you were playing Ashiok in that deck, just because, like, you need a three-mana something? Yeah, my feeling was the deck, like, curved way too high to uh, yeah. to four, and, like, Ashiok is not great, but a lot of creature decks eventually have to deal with it, and if I recall, it's been a while, Ashiok had some insane amount of loyalty. Yeah, I think you're right there. Three. I think it's funny, like, overall, I think this is a lot better. Like, this or oh, yeah. Dakfaden, either one, is much better. It's just funny, like, how quickly that kind of escalated. I, I mean, Dakfaden did a couple things. One, it helped a, a, essentially a Chalice deck not flood out. And yeah. then two, it turbocharges in Snaring Bridge. Like, you can get fucking hellbent really fast with Dakfaden. And I was playing Trading Post and Crucible, so Dakfaden wasn't always Dakfaden. And if you're playing, like, Sword of the Meek, obviously, Dakfaden is... Dakfaden is, on face value, is card disadvantage, right? But... There are all these ways to just make it not matter. But this guy has a way more relevant ultimate, probably a way more relevant minus one in Legacy at least, or at least Legacy Tesserator. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're putting three copies of in playing Tesserator, because I haven't really played the deck that much. I was trying to play Tesserate Stacks when I played it a couple years ago, so like... Is there something that you just immediately windmill three extra copies of into play with that deck? Let me bring up my Star City Classic seven-round triumph deck list uh, from Star City Games. No, because I'm an ensnaring bridge deck, so it's not going to be a dude. It's going to be something like... Well, I mean, just putting three things on the back... If you put, like, three Baleful Strixes on the battlefield, that's pretty good. I mean, That is actually really good. But I mean, for, for an ultimate, it's not that impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's an Ancestral Recall plus a Delver's worth of attack power. Yeah. I think Tezzeret is going to get a boost with that new set. Kaladesh or Kaladesh something. It's supposed to be like steampunk sort of theme. I, I think you're going to start to... You'll see some synergy. I, be, I think this is definitely a keeper for Tezzeretor. I don't. I just don't know if it's like one or two. It's not really played a ton in Legacy because people are stupid, but, you know, Null Rod is a problem for Tezzeretor. And my prior way was I had sideboarded Culligan's Commands. was the only way I could get rid of a Null Rod. And then main deck, I had to, like... Steal the Null Rod with Dak Faden and transmute it away, which is kind of a roundabout way to get around Null Rod. So um, it's kind of cool that this guy can kill Null Rod, or sorry, a Planeswalker that kills Null Rod. This this card is probably vintage playable. It's just a matter of like it does a Goblin Welder style deck. I mean, the issue with all those decks is that they just have trouble competing with the Gush decks right now. So any deck that 
used to be a big mana Planeswalker deck, like the old Tesserator decks that were Grixis and had blue-black, sometimes red, trying to play like Goblin Welder, and they've got Vault Key, and they probably have a big Tinker Bot. You know, those decks run a lot of mana, and it can be hard for them to compete with decks that can run like... How many lands are you playing in your Gush deck, Brian? 14? 13? Something fucking pathetic? Uh... I don't think it's even that many. Like, I can check. I want to say it's over 13. So it's just hard to have a deck that's like, to beat a deck that's like 90% business when you've got, let's say, like 17 lands, a bunch of moxes. Okay, and... oh, there's 14 now. Okay. All right. What a gentleman. Yeah. Anyway, that, that deck hasn't had a lot of success, and the perception is, is that it can't succeed because the density of the density of business in a gush deck is just so much greater and, like, you, it's very hard to fight on the stack against that deck. But um, the nice thing about Planeswalkers is they do go, like, over the top of a lot of the counter spells. You can't Flusterstorm, Mental Misstep this guy. You can't even Pyroblast this guy. So he might be a nice change of pace for a deck that's trying to abuse Vault Key. And, and, and then I think if you swap your Tinkerbot out into something like Zach mentioned, Mirror Battlesphere, right? Like, this thing yeah, be pretty sick to... Windmill 3 uh, Mirror Battlespheres. The traditional Tesserator lists, the old school Tesserator lists were like actually just blue-black sometimes because you didn't need anything else to... If the whole goal was to just tinker or slam Vault Key or I guess ultimate old Tesserit, then it didn't really matter. But I think this guy's cool. He he he's I think he's vintage playable and uh, defends himself, goes to four loyalty, kills null rods. If you're in some Tesserator shell, maybe you have Belfastris, a pretty good card to have these days to fight Eldrazi decks. It's kind of cool. You can play the Belfastris, draw a card, and then if you want to get rid of their Smasher or their guy, you can sack the Belfastris and kill their dude or their null rod or their thorn or whatever. So pretty pretty sweet card. And he looks like Quato. Yo 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 yo. Open your mind. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Guess we'll move on to the next card. Do you guys have anything to add to Doretti? Start the reactor. Free Mars. Yeah, I guess the only other thing I could add is this is getting altered to be Quato. <laughs> Impossible. Once the reaction starts, it'll spread all the turbinium in the planet. Mars will go into global meltdown. That's why the aliens never turned it on. A man is defined by his actions, not his memory. All right, so we'll head on to the next card. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to start out by saying, to hell with this next card. What's the next card? You guys already go over this card at all? Uh, Leopold, Emissary of Trust. Oh, you don't like this card, Zach? Does this card piss you off? This card piss you off because he's blue and he's awesome? And he's an elf? I actually like the fact that he stops your opponents from drawing more more than one card each turn. That that part is uh, is pretty sweet. You know, it's also sweet. You can brainstorm back extras and shuffle them away. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Who are you talking to here? Well, that's the thing about this card. Thing, like, <laughs> more importantly, whatever they target him, you draw a card. It's yeah. insane. Card like it- fuck you. <laughs> like even Caracas is a shitty answer to this guy. You know. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I think the only thing you have is you deed. Like, I think you just have to deed. You have to blow up the world with this man. Can't. Right. Time to dust off the chains. Literally, start- you have to deed or deluge or damnation this guy. He is a fuck. Or I guess you yeah. EE him also. I'm going to start trying insane. to find, like, destructible men and play them with World Slayer 
because I'm just tired of all these new goddamn cards, and I'm going to blow them all up. This fucking card is so nuts. Like, in Vintage, if you go death right and then misstep your misstep to misstep my misstep that misstepped my death right shot. And just jam this guy. And just jam this guy on your second turn. This thing fucks with almost every deck in Vintage. Thought Knots here. Like, alright, fuck you. Wasteland me, alright, fuck you. Duress me, also, fuck you. What, you want to draw cards? Fuck you. Like, it's... There's it, very few things that it does not... Even if they decay it, it's you. It's like a backwards cantrip. It's just so... God, if they tap a Forbidden Orchard to give you a token, you draw a card. It's, yep. Oath they trigger. turn you in the Oath Trigger. You draw a card. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get Grizzlebrand, who sucks, because they can't draw more than one card. <laughs> nice deck, chimp. Oh, this guy is amazing. Oh, they yeah, have okay. port. He can't <laughs> Yeah. Tendrils on the stack. Don't all, don't you have to target the opponent after the storm trigger resolves? They all go on the stack and they all target, right? Uh, don't know for sure. I think that that's correct. The original tendrils, obviously. I know you have to choose targets, but I don't know if they become... Yeah. You may choose new targets for the copies. So you... <laughs> <laughs> You can maybe deck somebody with tendrils. <laughs> They're going to draw a million cards and mind-break trap your dumb fucking ass. Oh, God. <laughs> such a fisting on every level. The only the only deck that seems well-positioned to, to deal with this particular card, you know, has been neutered with all the restrictions recently. Like, Metal Worker is fantastic against this guy because I'm not targeting anything. But, yeah, Tangle you know, Fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Hey, that let's, that let's was the problem. Yeah, let's restrict Golem and print a fucking walking chalice and a fucking well, whatever you want to call this guy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, this thing fucks Gush so hard. I mean, the Gush. I mean, I've, I've, I've had Gush players scoop to Spirit of the Labyrinth. This thing is Spirit <laughs> of the Labyrinth duct taped to a fucking, uh, what's that legend? Rain something something. Oh, Rain Academy Chancellor. Academy Chancellor. Yeah. What the fuck? And in a in a bigger body, right? If a three That's three. A hell giant. Yeah, it's a three three for three. This guy is so awesome. I'm gonna play this guy in vintage all day and just fuck people. I think you want two or three, and then I'd be tempted. I mean, this this puts like I'm already pretty big on Sylvan and vintage and Green Sun being able to go get like another shaman or a tar like Tarmogoyf right now. I think is actually pretty good in vintage. Trigon Predator, always good. This guy brings even more credence to playing a couple of Green Suns in Bug. And, like, yeah, he's insane. And also, 3 Ass right now is, like, the new 2, because he can, like, fight in combat with Revoker. He can he can fight with Old Thalia. He can fight, he can fight with the new uh, Chalice. Yeah, he can fight with new Chalice, man. Displacer doesn't really do anything to this guy except Howling Mine you, right? Yeah, what a fist. <laughs> I don't know, uh, I hate and despise Legacy Elves. You think this guy gets played in Legacy Elves? Uh, I, I can I definitely see it being a one of somewhere in the 75. You have a lot of ways to find it. Isn't this card a fisting in the Elves' mirror? They can never draw any more Ooh, cards. Yeah. Their, their visionaries are fucking dog shit, and their glimpse has no text, right? Right, right. In that case, you're just playing like two Elves elf decks from 15 years ago, just racing out one ones and trying to find whatever overrun effect you have. Well, I mean, I think it was already... People played Edric in Elves, too. I think it was fine. Like, this guy just would replace, like, an Edric. 
you uh, might play one of each, like because they serve kind of different purposes. They can still terminus you on your turn. I guess terminus yeah. is a big problem for elves, right? Like the, the chaos elves list that, that Julian guy has. More. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> you are not. Did you say you're playing it? No. No. You think this is the real Evan? It yeah. is. No, I take off. Uh, I think this card might fit better in the chaos elves. Yeah, I, I hate elves. I don't know, it makes me feel like a clown even talking about elves. Deck's so fucking stupid. And they got an elf. Like, why couldn't this guy be a zombie advisor? Sliver. Sliver advisor? <laughs> like, Seriously, anything like, other than an elf. Naga advisor? Cavern on Naga? Make him, him Kitchen advisor. Like, At least he's an advisor. Yeah, I, I do like How to close see to Cavern of Advisors are we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know there's another podcast I did. It may have been an Everyday Eternal where they just wanted me to die because I wouldn't stop talking about advisors. <laughs> I had like, I went deep. I also know that all of the advisors, or, or sorry, all of the eunuchs are also advisors. <laughs> yep. So if you if you need to, uh, for example, actually, that let, let's bring it up. We talked about Chalice Man. He's a two toughness person. That, that dies the removal of its creatures. So you can flame tongue Kavu him, and you can also kill that man with corrupt eunuchs. <laughs> what the hell is corrupt? <laughs> Creature human advisor 3R. It's a 2-2. When corrupt eunuchs enter the battlefield, it deals 2 damage to target creature. It's basically <laughs> a strictly worse flame tongue Kavu that happens to be a human and has no ball sack. Wait, so Chalice Man is a 2-2? Yeah, yeah you, you can get him with corrupt eunuchs or fire imp. I thought he was a one one. Holy shit! Yeah, you can't you can't dread of night him. You can do it twice. Man, you got to get a dread of night and then or not dread of night. Uh, dark blast and you get a dark blast and dredge it and dark blast him again. That's how you get rid of him. There's also cunning advisor. He's a disrupting scepter. Yeah, he's sick. I have him. That, that. <laughs> he's like some skinny looking <laughs> heroin dealer, and he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. man, yeah. so sick, dude. There's a goblin advisor. Ib, Ib Halfheart. I guess he does advise. God, I love advisors. Kong Ming, Sleeping Dragon. Definitely an advisor. Lady Sun. Portal Three Kingdoms really is the bastion of advisor culture. Loyal Retainers. Lu Su. Oh, Lu Su Wu Advisor. Get this guy. Double sign creator. Wu Tang signed. <laughs> oh, the Mayor of Averbrook. Also an advisor. Pang Tong, Young Phoenix. There's a way to make all of your creatures an advisor. This card is Spike. <laughs> so sick. Spike hit. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one, and has all names of non-legendary creature cards in addition to its name. Equip two. Imitation is the sincerest form of treachery. I have no idea what this accomplishes, <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> It's interesting. It makes for a weird trick. I I, I want to like equip something with it and then Maelstrom Pulse it and just I, I don't know if that's actually worth doing. It just seems funny. Um, I really want there to be like a really good use for this thing. What about Mask of the Mimic? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That lets you go yeah. get a dude from your a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah. So Mask of the Mimic is one blue an instant. Sacrifice a creature. Search your library for any copy of target creature card and put it into play. Shuffle your library afterwards. I think Matt one time responded to Abrupt Decay on his Dreadnought and got another Dreadnought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, pretty sick, huh? 
I mean, the 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 best tech uh, for for dealing with abrupt decay is the 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 phase out. Was it Vision Charm? I think is the one that phases it out. Oh yeah, yeah, it doesn't exist. I have I have seen him get a lot of judge calls because his opponents did not believe or understand phasing. I had Boros Charm too, which simultaneously oh, I love that, it, and then also could make it a twenty four twenty four yep. damage creature. I, I tried to build that when Boros Charm came out. The deck was bad, but it, it was fun. That's the deck that I played against ZA, against Za, that finally just broke the back camel's fucking back, like, that <laughs> night when I just couldn't fucking stand his existence anymore, and I just went crazy on him. Come on, just cast your Geist. Come on. Just cast your Geist. Come on. Cast your Geist. So is there anything that it's going to get every name, Orox, or, or does that say the type? Remember the old? Remember our friend, our tribe that got left behind in Ice Age? Oh yeah, we were talking about him the other Pretty night. Pretty sure it's the name. Three colors. Oh yeah, so your guy becomes an Orox. Uh, no, it's the creature type. Oh, oh, the creature type is plural Orox. Yes. Fuck. So this doesn't help the Orox tribe. Man, there are four Orox right now. How did they get left behind? How did they not get converted to be oxes? I don't know. <laughs> Probably because of the way the original one works. Hey, 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 how much would you give me if I go into a Star City Legacy Classic, let's say, okay, those are six, seven rounds, and I'm on all four times four, there are four Aurochs, that's 16, and like just wild growths and clones, so like my deck is just Aurochs, wild growths, and clones, and maybe one Korean overrun, you think I could win one round? Uh, when you're in the 0 and 5 bracket playing against the guy with his draft deck, yeah. Well, I, think, I think instead of the one overrun, you just play one crater hook. All right, all right, fair enough. You're you're in the bracket where you're playing against Stuffy Doll. And yeah, I'm I'm like I'm. It's like the 06 bracket. It's me and Grizzle, and we're just fucking. It's just a showdown. Yeah, he pulls the tokens out. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm like, Phantasmal Image, my bull Orok. You're dead. <laughs> Fuck, I get to play all Snowlands, because there's one Snow Orok. Right. Oh, dude, hold on. When when Orok's Herd comes into play, you may search your library for an Orok. There's an Orok Recruiter, or an Orok Matron. Did you know this? No. Nope. It gets any other Orok. What did you- so if they would just print a busted Orok, we already have a Matron. All right, so speaking of getting creatures... <laughs> so we so have- wait, 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 Before we go, go there, can, can I step in real quickly and, and talk about being the monarch and that whole mechanic, and if that matters? Please, 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 please. So, Edu- educate cards that let you become the monarch now, which is a new emblem that just says at the beginning of your end step, draw a card. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, its controller becomes the monarch. Hmm. But if you have a way to become the monarch against somebody who's not going to do combat damage to you, you just draw two, an extra card on your end step every time. Against like storm or whatever makes all these draw stoppers even better. It can't be fucked with if you manage to get the emblem and you're playing against some do nothing deck like Enchantress or Miracles. It's pretty sick. It, like you can't vindicate this because it doesn't right. exist. When we have nothing in Magic that interacts with an emblem at this point, I believe. Correct. The command zone you cannot interact with. Oh oh oh! Emblems go in the command zone. I didn't know that. They that's, do. That's good to know. It's actually like the only piece of art I like in this fucking set. It's pretty cool. It's like this tricked out fucking crown. There's a Dega. It's a one and Dega. Death Touch. Oh, the queen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the queen. She's also a human. Interesting that, you know, could be a way for the human deck to 
have a little bit of a card advantage engine that isn't Bob, because you immediately become the monarch, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent happens to be the monarch, then it turns into Bitter Blossom. You get a black right. assassin. Why does it have to be a black assassin, huh? A creature token with death touch and haste onto the battlefield. She's a four mana three three with some CGI art pasted from another set. So that's another way to get the crown. And she's a pretty good planeswalker killer. Yeah. So hold on, when do you get the bitter blossom token? At the beginning of your upkeep. Okay, all right. So if if they if took you, it on their turn. You got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On on your turn on the swing back, you get a one one death touch haste. Pretty pretty cool. So the so it's Which so it balances gives you out good odds to get it back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't actually plan on talking about this queen queen girl, but she's kind of cool. What's the other one? Is yeah, it? I mean, the other one's just a 1-3 death touch for black 3. That thing seems like kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, I, I just wonder if maybe there's some, I don't know, sorcery or something that gives you the crown for 2. Is that good? So the 1-3 for 4 sort of cantrips, right? Like, assuming it lives to your end step? Yeah, it doesn't even have to live. You just have to not take combat oh. damage from your opponent. Right, right, right. Okay. Which you should be good on that. Huh. Okay. Like force field. Moat. Just like slam a moat and this fucking thorn of the black rose and just sit there. Fuck, if they make a white flyer or a flyer that gives you the fucking crown and you've got four moats in your deck or four ghostly prisons or four windborne muses. It seems like there's some potential to not take combat damage. If you're playing moat stompy, fuck, you know what the best thing about this card is? You can physically bring a crown to a magic tournament. <laughs> and pass it around. Yeah, doesn't yep. Burger King give you a crown if you buy, like, a Happy Meal? Yeah, but you got to make it. Still, it's not a bad deal. You go to Burger King, you get a crown, and then you play, like, your moat stompy crown deck, and and hopefully they never attack you, and you just wear the crown, and they're moral. They're just totally demoralized. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a huge beating if you have to give them the physical crown. It's like a... It's like reverse psychology with the dunce hat. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll have to see. I don't see any white cards that give you the crown right now. There's a really expensive one. The official one's only in Japanese, but it's a cost white five. Protector of the throne. Creature giant. When When guardian of the throne enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. If damage would be dealt to you, you may instead have the damage be dealt to... Protector of the throne, guardian of right. the throne. So they you can kind of make him soak up the combat damage so you keep the throne. Yeah, he costs six. So uh, right. unless I'm exactly. mana draining into the protector of the throne, which at which point my opponent would probably scoop his fucking cards up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we got distracted because I started talking about Burger King. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think that's about, about it on the throne. All right, Evan, you want to talk about the uh, new recruiter? All right, so recruiter of the guard, two colorless, one white. It is a human soldier. When Recruiter of the Guard enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a creature card with toughness two or less, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. Before a cause can have supporters, it has to have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my darling. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime gal. I need my house on fire. Hey, come over here. Well, over here, we got the Dodgers going to win the pennant again. Ah, Timmy O'Toole is coming down to the docks. All right, so Recruiter of the Guard, this is basically ghetto version of Imperial Recruiter or a huge upgrade for death and taxes. Yeah, I mean, the big difference, it, it cares about the toughness instead of power. 
Correct, yeah. So we have toughness of two with the power uh, with recruiter, uh, imperial recruiter, and toughness of two with recruiter of the guard. So we can't get painter with this card. Which you is can't get painter and you can't get dream stalker for Aluren. But I think otherwise it's mostly upside. I don't I don't know if you care that much about Dreamstalker. Like can't you just use something like Mana War in that spot instead or is it There are other options. In theory Dreamstalker lets you bounce any permanent and doesn't target. Yeah, not so target. removal doesn't interrupt and you can pick up your alert if they try to kill it. Yeah, Dreamstalker oh, okay. happens on resolution. It just it just resolves and then something gets bounced unlike Mana War that targets. But okay. Mana War actually can play defense. So Dreamstalker can't bounce a stupid fucking Emrakul off of Show and Tell, but Man of War can. Yeah, I think Arctic Murpha would be your best replacement if there's a reason to play Loren with White because it's a, a kicker cost. Is that, still, is that still working with Shardless? Yeah, so Arctic Murpha, since I'm sure none of you have ever played this card. Fuck you, I played it in uh, Animar 1v1. Okay. <laughs> it's a 1-1 Murpha for two... Kicker, return a creature you control to your hand. If you pay the kicker, it gets a pulse of muscle encounter. But it's a cost. It doesn't target. Shrieking Drake targets? I can't remember. Shrieking Drake targets, and it's a trigger, so they can oh, respond. They might fucking... No, Shrieking Drake does not target, but they it can only still does. respond if you only have one other creature, whereas Arctic Merfolk, it's part of the cost of casting. Oh, because it's kicker. That, okay, right. gotcha. Or it's bonus. Time to go to Amcam. Yes. I need some German Arctic Merfolk. I think I have one, actually, from uh, from uh, Animar, because it was stupid in Animar. I think white is just kind of known for providing great sideboard cards. You get a lot of strong white cards for your sideboard, and that would probably be the biggest positive to adding the white engine to Aluren. But I think where your biggest benefit is just running eight recruiters going really combo-heavy. More mana. Mana's got to be really bad at that. No, it's already bad. I like getting it rid of getting rid of the red. The red did nothing anyway. The red like actually did nothing in Aluren, and it means you can play like more mana dorks, which is really what you want in Aluren because you want to consistently be able to cast Aluren on the third turn. So like you can actually play hierarch. Exactly. Yeah, you can play null hierarch. Like the red wasn't doing a whole lot. I mean, and now you can play like containment priest, for example, which doesn't affect Aluren really at all. You know, have white in your deck. You can play. You can use it to get stuff like. I don't know, Pride Mage, although you'd probably play Rex Sage instead anyway. Enlighten Tutor in the deck, or get a bunch of random sideboard stuff. So Overall, it is probably stronger, plus it's going to cost a lot less than Recruiter, than Imperial Recruiter. So people you can will play uh, Elad Amri's Call. Yeah. 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 I do agree with Red not really providing very much for the deck overall. Enlightened Tutor, I start to almost feel like, I mean, I guess you have Brainstorm, but Top, almost a better decision. Well, Lurin just wants, like, one card. Just wants... Oh, fuck me! You can play Academy Rector. We're all fucking retarded. Yeah, White is way better in a Lurin. You're already playing Cabal Therapy because you have all these fucking creatures you want to sack. And now you can play fucking Academy Rector, which just finds a Lurin, and then you just fist them. Oh, yeah. Never mind, yeah. sorry. The answer yeah, is clear. That is actually better. Good call. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Not a problem. So I think that covers Aluren, but this card goes in a lot of other decks, too. This card basically finds every hate bear ever printed by Wesley. Yeah, this is shows. really good in Death and Taxes, because your worst-case scenario is you keep finding Flicker Wisps and flickering it to find more Flicker Wisps. Does it find everything that the internet plays in that deck? I guess you're playing uh, Displacer. Sarah Adventure is the only thing it doesn't find, or Displacer. Yeah, but it finds the new Thalia. Finds Flicker Wisp. Finds Spirit of the Labyrinth. Finds every clone ever printed. I mean, on the other <laughs> hand, it finds things like 
Vendillion <laughs> Click, Notion Thief, True Name Nemesis. Uh, Stoneblade piles, I think, are going to get a lot out of it because you can just get, like you say, like, you get Click, you get Stoneforge Mystic, you can get True Name, you can get like Snapcaster, you can get if you play Spellstutter Sprite or Meddling Mage, you can get those. You know what you can get? You can tap out for this thing and get a Fairy Macabre. <laughs> you, you, know, you vile this thing in if you're playing Death and Taxes, get a Macabre from your board, and then exile something just in response to. You can get a, a Spirit Guide. Worth pointing out that this being a Soldier may matter. A Soldiers doesn't really need this. Soldiers just needs Brainstorm. Like, the density of, like, taking a turn off to play a blank text box card to just get another soldier, I don't think is what soldiers needs. Yeah, the biggest thing, I think, is death and taxes. Think about it this way. Death and taxes just got Goblin Major. What are they cutting? Are they just going to cut the displacers? You probably trim, cut displacers, trim a flicker wisp because they're easier to find. And no Sarah Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you eventually reach a point where you cut out everything that's only there for combat. Like, you can put some Mirror Crusaders on the board because you have matches like Shardless Bug where the card is... Or, or you just keep one because you can yeah. find it. Yeah. Do, you, do you play Lieutenant Kurtar? <laughs> he's, he's a 2-2? Two, two. He's a 2-3. No, he's a Thunder Spirit. I'm looking up this card because I don't remember what it is. What the fuck? How do you not know what Lieutenant <laughs> Kurtar does? I think you'd probably play one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I play bad cards. I, I play this. Yeah. Five mana to exile an attacking creature. Well, you just vile yeah. them in. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can't find Fiend Hunter. I've seen some people play that. I guess Banisher Priest is pretty close. Yeah, you play Banisher Priest. Yeah, Banisher yeah. Priest. I know, like, Mangara's got amazing versatility. Maybe that means that one Mangara gets put back in because... Oh, yeah. You know, probably. That's like an out to anything. Like, you don't want a Legend Flood with that deck. And then, so being able to play Recruiter of the Guard might mean that you could play, like, just a couple of one-of Legends like him that that you can get. Maybe you don't play that many of the, of the new Thalia because, you know, you can find it. That deck will always play four old Thalia because it's just pretty much the most oppressive card that that deck can play. Anafenza Kintree Spirit has probably no text. Cho Mano, Revolutionary. Prevent all damage that would be done to Cho. You don't, really don't want anything converted mana cost 3 or greater either, right? Because you want to be able to vial it in. So converted mana cost less than 4. Let's, sorry, Cho mana. You know, it's not a legend. It's not legends, but like for certain sideboard situations, you can you can sideboard one ofs of like True Believer, Core Firewalker. Yeah, yeah it makes your sideboard a lot better. Yeah. Pang Tong, Young Phoenix. Hey, Kataki. Even just playing one Spirit of the Labyrinth. Soria the Falconer. Oh, Tividar of Thorn. Yeah, Tudor, that fucker oh, up. Tividar. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the biggest strength of this card over playing Imperial Recruiter in Death and Taxes is the fact that it's white. At least for that deck, like, you just go back to playing, like, what, eight or ten basic planes. Yeah, this this card's a game changer, no doubt. This is uh, going to be a $30, $40 card, too, probably. Yeah, the pre-orders, I've already seen them go from, like, 16 to, so like, 35 now. You know, this card makes me... I don't play that deck because I never draw Vile in my opening hand and I don't lick my Vials to my Ports and my Thalias. But this this card, I think, actually might make me want to splash a second color. Like, the fact that I can tutor Gaddick Teague is so awesome that I'm tempted to want to play a second color. I can see that. I mean, it draws me... I, I end up feeling like if I'm going to splash, I want a blue splash, but I really love Meddling Mage. So, you know, that's how that works. Or get any of the ninjas or whatever. Like, do anything you want. Do you guys think we're going to get a recruiter cycle in this set? Oh, yeah, big time. They're going to finish it. They're going to have Trinket Mage, Imperial Recruiter, Fierce Empath, Recruiter of the Guard, and then we'll finally get the missing black recruiter. I, I'm i not so yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I don't, 
I don't think it's a set cycle because Blue already has that, and Blue already has Treasure Mage also. What could the Black Recruiter get that wouldn't be busted? Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Zombie Matron, and then it just all it is is flipping is literally giving you the finger like from the art because that's how everyone will feel about this card. It'll be terrible. One one last thing on Recruiter of the Guard. So do you think we'll see like narrow cards in main decks now that we haven't seen like? You'll play one Spirit of the Labyrinth. You'll play one Ether Swarm Cannonist. The temptation to put just absolutely backbreaking cyborg cards in your main deck has got to be pretty tempting, right? I'm sure there's an argument for it if you want to kind of bet on the metagame. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably true. At least like a couple of silver bullets for the matchups you expect, and then two or probably only like two or three of the recruiter, I imagine. I don't know if you try to go four of on a three drop that doesn't do anything itself. Maybe you play one of the Chalice Man we talked about earlier, right? Yeah, that that seems like a card you want to just have four of and then cast all of them and tell your opponent to go piss up a rope. Evan suggested that the black recruiter should just search your library and put Gloom into play. <laughs> God, I want Gloom on a dude. You know, with all these white cards that are just completely overpowered, it's it's nice to see that Black Knight might be playable soon. Definitely going that way. It may ride again someday. It might. It might. Josh, who said, will be very, very happy if that happens. I will meddling mage Black Knight again. Battle doesn't need a purpose. Alright, so Evan, why don't you take us into the next segment since this is your brainchild and uh, the deck is... Skip it. <laughs> okay, fine. Vote.deck is getting thrown off the vote. I'm a little disappointed. Uh... But if Zach's not here, no one's going to want to talk about ninjas. And you're just grumpy over it anyway because they made a bunch of stuff that's just better than any ninja. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for me to play, like, ninjas, spellsetter, sprite, etc. I mean, I'll be happy to go through the rationale behind playing it and when I shamelessly stole the deck from Patrick Zagambo like, seven years ago. Do all these new cards just make you want to play four deeds again? Yes, yeah, I mean, I was actually, well, before Chalice Man came out, I was already working on Deeds, because I was going to play it and just put Massacres in the board, because I hate New Thalia. Just play, like, the, just play Explore Rock with, you know, Deeds and Massacre and, like, Grave Titan. What about Spiritmonger? I've been thinking about it, like, I want to play it, but I don't want to have one foil in the deck. Like, the only, the only worthy Spiritmonger I have is a German foil that's in my EDH deck but I don't want to have one foil because then you're going to yell at me for across the room and have some large cards. <laughs> I did have one Korean Verdant Force in the deck, though. Sorry, none of this has anything to do with ninjas. Okay. No, 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 but I mean, Deed right now is a fisting. Deed deals with, like, half the cards that we discussed on this on this podcast. It crushes the uh, uh, Leo, Leopold uh, Emissary of Salt, uh, stops uh, Chalice Man... No, not really. If they Chalice Man on three, I guess it stops your deed. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. Like, do you have Chalice Man and they have Revoker? Or they have Meddling Mage if they're playing Meddling Mage, depending on what you're playing against? I don't know. It seems to me that any deck with deed probably has Decay and probably has, like, could have, you know, it could have a good um, yeah. cross-section of converted mana costs. Plus, if the deed's already out there, they can go fuck themselves. They can play Chalice Man you just blow it up. Just deed. Just get it back with Internal Witness, and then you have a deed. Yeah. Then you have a Recurring Nightmare, and you get the witness back, pretty soon it's just deed every turn. Pretty much. I mean, I have a couple of Innocent Bloods in the deck, too, just in case you can catch somebody early. Have you looped deed with Sun Titan? I have. I have a Sun Titan in the deck just for that. Just to get deed back? So now, now I can either 
get Sun Titan Deed, or I can go Eternal Witness Varath Stronghold Deed. How many Deeds would you run? Three. Three in that deck, although I don't draw them enough, I'm tempted to put the fourth one in. I love Deed. <laughs> you know every deck I make just loses to Deed, except the deck that has Deed in it. I have four Massacres on my sideboard, too. So, sometimes I just want to say, for free, fuck whatever you did, and then cast my own thing. Or just Massacre to kill my own veteran explorer is the win. Like the the ideal is to have my opponent start with like Plains Mom and then go Veteran Explorer, Massacre, cast stuff, go. Are you playing tomorrow night? Let's just bring each bring decks with like four deeds and just I was building that deck for tomorrow night. So I just want to deed everyone. Let's just all br- let's just bring sixteen deeds and just deed each other. Fucking Matt will end up playing mono red sneak attack and kill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, I mean, I got deed built. I'll I'll bring deeds. We'll just have big deed fights. That's fine. That's what you like anyway. Just big communal group hug deed <laughs> deed recursion. <laughs> I love deed fights. All right, hang on. I got to focus. So ninjas. So the blue white tempo thing you were talking about. The best cards that were available for that seven eight years ago were yeah. basically <laughs> they all fucking blow now. Now right. I have Thalia. My deck tonight was Thalia Spell Queller. Mother of Runes, uh, Old Thalia, uh, Reflector Mage, Vendillion Quick, and Spirit of the Labyrinth, and Baby Jace. And despite those not having a lot of synergy, it just doesn't fucking matter. And then I played four Portent, which nobody who's ever going to listen to this podcast except for Matt Webster is ever going to know what it does. I said there's one blue. Bad That's Yeah, it's a shit ponder. OG ponder. Got cool art, though. It does. It does I have have really cool art. That is true. I have German signed ones. And uh, anyway, the deck. Yeah, the deck's pretty sick. And then my sideboard is just a bunch of meddling mages, ley lines, and rest in pieces. It's like pretty nuts to start flickering reflector mages and like always being able to protect your Thalia. Yeah, and Vile. I had Vile. I actually had Vile in my opening hand a few times, which feels good. So do you play Shuriken in the ninjas list? <laughs> I had not Shuriken. I did play a lot of Jit and a lot of other swords. Like I, my original list pre-Stoneforge Mystic, I ran main deck was three Sword of Fire and Ice and two Umazawa Jit. Once Stoneforge came out, I started playing. I think two and one with three Stoneforge Mystics. You know that ninjas were so powerful in that block that they actually made a Rat Warrior that you can sacrifice to destroy target ninja. <laughs> oh man, hang on. I have a list of ninjas. I pulled up. Ninjas earlier. Yeah, Let's go over some of the most playable ninjas in Legacy. Uh, Deep Hours is easily the most playable. Sakashima Student. Sakashima Student is good. I think Misplayed Shinobi, if you're going to play, is probably underrated. But, you know, how much is it worth to say that something is underrated when we're talking about ninjas? The one I actually would kind of want to play, I think, or at least put in the sideboard, would be... Ink Eyes. Either Throat Slitter... Uh, Throat <laughs> Slitter's 2-2 two, two for 5 Ninjutsu's in for black 2 And when it deals combat damage Then you destroy a non-black creature they control So Can't Reanimator uh, never beat Ink Eyes? I mean sometimes they just get the whole thing on their turn The thing Reanimator could never beat Back in the day Like pre-Jingataxius The thing Reanimator could never beat was Misplate Shinobi Nine times out of 10 they would get Iona Because they decide to whack you for 7 You're like cool Put it back in your hand And then the ninja deck when I was playing it was full. Basically, like you had Force Days main, sometimes Spell Pierce, but usually not. And then, uh, but you had Force Days meddling mage and Spell Setter Sprite, and you just use ninjas to recycle Spell Setter Sprites over and over again. 
Like, I've boarded in Mistblade Shinobi against Storm decks just to reuse. Just because, like, I need something besides Swords to Plowshares to beat up Storm decks with. So, use Mistblade Shinobi just to reuse Spellstutter's Fight. I forget who it was now, but some Storm player very grumpy doing that. Uh, it was but, probably Applejuice. Uh, I believe it was, actually. He was very sad that I was bouncing all of his non-existent creatures and Pro- bouncing all of my Spellstutter Sprites. Applejuice was the progenitor of on-camera Dark Ritual Go as a storm tactic. <laughs> he actually had the kill, too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that he had it. I, I watched that once, and I was just like, I runner-upped the event immediately preceding that and could not defeat Earwig Squad. A lot of ninjas are also rats. I think the black ones are all rats, and then uh, the blue ones are all humans. That is not true. There is one blue demon ninja. Well, there's a black blue demon ninja. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah, sorry, he's black blue. Uh, Silent Blade Oni. He's pretty sick. Look at target player's hand. You can word of command them. Yeah. <laughs> Get fucked. I mean, six mana is brutal. Hey, but... so if you have standstill out and you ninjutsu this guy in and then it hits, you get to cast a card from their hand and they trigger your standstill. I, thi- I think that you're still casting the card, though. Are you? Oh, you, so, it, may yeah, cast. Oh, you may fuck. cast. It. Yeah. Probably why that guy doesn't get played. Yes, I'm sure that that's why. Not the fact that it ninjutsus and sticks. <laughs> I thought Sakashima's student was going to be the answer to, like, fucking show-and-tell decks and everything like that, and, like, just having this thing around, and then it just turned... I bought four of them. It was expensive, and then it's. I've just never played it. Well, I mean, it was fun back in the day being able to use ninjas. You'd reset stuff like Jotengrunt. Yeah. Or, like, change Meddling Mage once whatever you named with it isn't relevant, or if you pick the wrong card or whatever. The whole idea behind the deck was to be able to hold back all the soft counters, but still have, you know, you have all the free counters with four some days, but to still be playing basically control cards on your own turn each time, but not, you know, hard lock. But you didn't play standstill in that deck? No. How was that fucking possible? You wanted to cast more creatures. But, like, no, you wanted to play standstill. Yeah, I think you should be playing standstill. I tried it, but it just, at least when I was playing it back then, it just didn't help. Like, I played a certain, I played, I think, three Mishra's Factories in it, and it was, like, they were fine, but most of the time you just wanted to be casting more things on that turn. Like, you didn't play ten ninjas in the deck. Like, most of the ninjas you played, you play, like, three or four Deep Hours, and post-board, probably three Mistblade Shinobi. But you don't want to count on just that in that situation. The rest of the deck could conceivably dig you out if you were being, if you were behind. Like, you could draw enough cards to get some Sword Supply shares or get some counter magic to be able to fight back in, but, like, if you fell behind, Standstill was just ancestraling your opponent. You're fucking stoned. You were playing, like, bullshit, like, uh, Orm's Chant, and, like, that should have just been Standstill. I did play Orm's Chant. Or- Orm's Chant actually won a lot of games that Standstill would not have, particularly against Goblins. Like, this was the only deck that I can think of that was island-based at the time that was really, really good against Goblins, because, of course, we had all the white creatures in it. But also, sometimes you would just time walk them. They would go for some explosive alpha strike, and you'd be like, eh, no. And then get back in with with weapons and kill off whatever the biggest shit is that they brought. So, you just didn't care. Um, turns out time walk is really good. I never played Walker of the Secret Ways, but <laughs> I always wanted to. Like, that's the one that's a 1-2 that Ninjutsu's in for 2. When it you, you get to basically peek at your opponent's hand when it deals damage to them, but you can pay 2 to bounce ninjas back to your hand. If you want to do that for some reason, I just could never find a compelling reason. Shuriken is a fisting man. If you and if you have enough ninjas, you're the only one who could pick it up. I never did play it in the deck. I you know, just didn't get around to it, I guess. But Sword of Fire and Ice was the one I liked more than anything else for obvious reasons. But 
So yeah, even if you don't I, I like... Play, I would probably play, like, a single shuriken. <laughs> At least, like, with stone forge in the deck now, I probably would, because you could pick off a bunch of the little death and taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet about it. Is you can just... Like, they bring out Chalice Man and fucking um, Uncle Fuckface, the new Thalia, and you are just you just, like, sit over there on the other side of the board just picking them off with this Chinese star. It keeps them <laughs> back to you. It's fucking sweet. I did play Snapcaster in it briefly once that came out. Because, um, you know, Snapcaster and Orm's Chant. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure that I ever lost a Storm playing this deck for obvious reasons. I mean, I main decked, at one point, main decked four Orm's Chants in it. Which, I st- again, I stole the list from Patrick. He was playing it first. I'm not saying that I built it. it. It was a fisting against certain decks. So what's a quick, brief, like, history on ninjas? How did it come to be a deck? Uh, I think what happened is there was a man named Patrick Zagamba, who I don't know if, I don't know if you've met him. I know Brian and Sean have who basically wanted to find the silliest deck possible that would actually be really good against Legacy circa 2008-ish, and said, oh, these draw you cards, and I can use those cards to be counter magic and other creatures that do things. And through that, and I assume sheer force of personality and getting your opponent to laugh instead of paying attention, I defeated a lot of people, and I eventually stole the idea for the deck and started playing it also. And uh, he used to not play Brainstorm in the deck because he was just like, I want other actual cards, and he would just play more ninjas in it. I like I started playing it around time in 2010 probably, and had a good run for you know two or three years beating up basically counterbalance and storm players with it. So Patrick um, caught me off guard maybe a year ago with his uh, pirate uh, legacy deck. It was like, yeah, you never know what's gonna. Show up there. Yeah, yeah. It was like I t- I tapped out and he was like Rashad and Cut Purse and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, you got me. I'll sack my thing." It was actually pretty sick. I I forgot what else was in there, but I know he had the full Cut Purse foot pad. I don't think he had. I want to say there's a flying rare from Masks that was like a draft fucking howitzer. It was like a giant flying pirate sinkhole your opponent for like you know you know what I'm talking about the the whole Rashadin cycle yeah when they enter it was like enter the battlefield you got to pay either one or two or I think or sack a permanent yeah sack a permanent yeah yeah the three one was like the king lord shit fuck of fucking pirate mountain he was like flying and made you I think you had a sack a permanent unless you paid three I think that that is correct yeah they're all human pirates now despite the fact that he's on a bird (laughs) now would you play ghost ship in that deck. Uh, Tribal Pirates? I, I think Ghost Ship makes the cut. Like, you'd curve... You want to curve into four, so you're going from, like... There's Rashad and Footport, his, his footpad is four. He's better than... He's better than Ghost Ship. Is Ghost Ship even a pirate anymore? It may be a spirit. Uh, I think it's a ship. Yeah, I think no, it's ship actually... is gone. Ship's fucking gone. They took ship out of the types. That's I, right. know, I know this, because I wanted to name Cavern on Ship one time, and I think Casey... Right, yeah, and the Battle Squadron is just a goblin now? No, I thought it was a goblin ship. Ghost Ship is a uh, spirit now. Fuck. I, mean, I should have played Ghost Ship tonight. Play Ghost Ship in it, because... <laughs> it's yeah, Battle Squadron is just a goblin. Yeah, yeah, I know. I knew Goblin Squad... Uh, yeah, Battle Squadron is just a goblin. No longer... They no longer have... Like... Basically, they took vehicles and just removed them. 
You know what I mean? Like there are no more vehicles that yeah, it's either, um, they're either like artifact right. creatures like Juggernaut or they're just well. You, you have like race and job. Like you don't ever have transportation anymore, basically. Yeah, it's just war machine. Yeah, but that's not like a, a hoopty or like wagon, right? Like it's right. wagon would be cool. Like look at black carriage, right? That used to be like horse carriage rickshaw or something, and now it's. <laughs> On black carriage. I think it's just horse now. Look at that piece of shit. Three black black for a four four that doesn't untap. But you can sacrifice a creature to untap it. It tramples, gets around true name. Maybe I can take him on down with the black carriage. <laughs> God, cavern on horse would just send me over the top. I wouldn't be able to continue playing. <laughs> There's a lot of good horses. Yeah. Anyway, Thundermare, right? I love Thundermare. I have yeah. German ones, I think. Donnermar. Yeah. Yes, Donnermar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm try- I'm, sorry, I'm trying to go back to ninjas a minute ago. I'm trying to think of like any <laughs> other specific history. I just like men played silly deck. I ripped off silly deck, changed a few things. It's good against combo. Hey, like, hey I think it's still. I think I played it at Gigabytes like a few months ago and still just murdered anyone playing traditional, like, ad, ad nauseum tendrils or whatever. We like, played this the, game the, on the... The mini pants Stormchild was playing... Uh, <laughs> wait, no, it wasn't him. It was somebody else. It was somebody that was playing Storm Tendrils, and I, like, set her sprite it or something. He goes, oh, it's cute. I'm like, I'm gonna tear your intestines out. Let's keep going. <laughs> that man did not get anywhere close in any of those games at all. So We played this sick game on the drive to Gen Con. We'll get into Gen Con later, but we played this game called Creature Type or Not. It was me... Uh, me, Pants, and our buddy Charlie, who, like, stopped playing Magic when the borders changed. So the game is essentially, I name a creature type, and you basically tell me whether it is a creature type or not. And, uh, it was pretty fun, you know. You know, so you'd be like, Lizard. I think that is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd be like, Reptile. That sounds not. Uh, Dinosaur. Yes. Or soon to be. Nope. Not even Magmasaur is no longer a dinosaur. What about the um the dude that destroys permanence and makes three three? Terastodon. Terastodon. I think it's an elephant. Yeah, that's an elephant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like, love that man though. I used to murder John players in standard with that guy. How about mammoth? Definitely mammoths. All all mammoths have been removed. There are no more mammoths. It's actually a card name too. I know. Aren't they just elephant now? Yeah, and even the text on Elephant Graveyard, they've 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 removed the word mammoth from its fucking text. Ooh. I know. I um I finished off well we'll get into this at Gen Con. I finished off my playset of Elephant Graveyards. Nice. Devil. That I'm pretty sure is. You have those like uh the four three for one that was a devil, I think. Yep. Vexing devils. Yep, yep. Devil is a devil is a creature type. Flare of the hate bound is one of them too, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slug. <laughs> yes. Yes. Five colorless land. <laughs> yeah. One, yep. This one black to cast. One one. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, apparently Brian got kicked out. Shark. Yes, giant shark. Yeah, hammerhead shark. All sharks are dead. They're now just fish. Oh, that's lame. I mean, it's yeah. like at least that's technically accurate, but it's still annoying. Well, I mean, the dumb thing is, is like sharks biologically are different from other groups of fish. You know, they have well, char- true. characteristics. They actually have bones, I think, right? 
Right, right. So, anyway. All right, gang, i got to roll out of here, or roll as far as my bed. I think we've got Ooh. plenty. We've probably got 30 minutes of usable stuff here once uh, Evan edits everything down. So Leech. I'll say, good- I'll, say, I'll say goodbye to everyone. Uh, I'm going to say no on Leech. <laughs> I, don't, I, I have no idea. It seems like it actually is, but I'm just arbitrarily picking here. Anyway, Antelope. Good, good night, Internet. Everyone have fun. How about uh, s- squirrels easy? There's definitely squirrels. How about ferret? Ferret. I would say yes on ferret. Yep, there's a couple of ferrets. How about uh, pig? The only pig I can think of right now <laughs> is like orcish farmers are, I think it is. Yeah, yeah orcish farmers were sick. No, pig is gone. Now they're all boars. Okay. Yeah. So should we go over the stereotypes? <laughs> no, dude, I've had it. i got to go to sleep. All right. That's fair. <laughs>